Chapter 59 You are now listening to The Chapter of the Architect with DJ Architect What's going on, my people? This is your homeboy, DG Architect. I want to welcome you guys to another chapter of The Architect. Listen, this is chapter 59 with a homeboy, a good friend of mine that I grew up with on the streets of Unendale, New York. My man, DJ Slam, is on the MIC. DJ Slam, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing great, Papa. How you doing? I'm doing good. Listen, man, unfortunately, we're, we're talking to you right now. You're in the hospital, man. So big ups to I you. I am. I am. So tell us about. Hey, hey. What, talk, it's talk. nothing. It's nothing. I got a little foot. I, it started off as a little blister. Real quick, let me just get rid of the, let's just get rid of the, 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 the technical talk. I, I ended up with a little blister. And I got diabetes, so you know, with my neuropathy on my feet, my, it wasn't circulating the way it should be. We're working on it. That's what I'm doing here. Everything's going to be fine eventually, and let's go from there. You my know what man. I mean? Well, you know, we all going to have uh, some prayers and some blessings coming your way, man. Absolutely. We can't have DJ Slam. I would Slam. appreciate that. Absolutely. We can't have DJ Slam down and out, man. But, uh, you know, I, I, listen, this is the opportunity. I'm, I'm so sad that it's unfortunate, the type of situation that you're in right now. But you're here and uh, you're on the podcast. Thank you so much hey, uh, for being anytime, here. Anytime, brother. Any Anytime, anything for you, you know. My man, Architect, we've been doing it since back in Uniondale, since back 10th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade. You know how long we've been doing it. I'm talking forever. I'm talking forever, since before the 90s. Before the 90s, I graduated high school in 92, and before that, we've been doing this. Thank you, so sir. So I just want to tell you, thank you for thank you for, 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 the, for the blessings, but... You know what I'm saying? I'm doing I'm doing all right. I could be worse. It could definitely be worse. I'm blessed and I, and and that's that, you know? Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being so humble and absolutely you're doing this uh inside of a hospital bed and I couldn't ask yeah. for anything more. Uh, this yep. is this yep. is uh so I gracious. So if, if I gotta if I gotta you know break away for a minute or two, it's because they they giving me my medication or they coming to check on me real quick. I can't unfortunately I can't control what the hospital does and at what time they do it. No. So as long as I, as long as I can, I'll be rocking with you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But but I'm I, I I'll apologize ahead of time. It's just something inconvenience us and we cannot continue with the interview absolutely listen no worries about it man we're going to get it popping listen the reason why i wanted you on the podcast so badly is because you were one of the individuals within our crew our clique that when i moved to uniondale you were one of the individuals that had the 1200s the techniques correct yes i i had three of them yes my i man. gave one i gave one to danny this is uh danny roman danny roman i gave one of my 1200s to danny roman yes 
we have spoken about you. You are almost like a myth, a legend within the podcast of my podcast community, because everyone always tells me, you're always talking about DJ Slam, DJ Slam this, DJ Slam that. Where are you going to get them on? When are we going right, to talk look, to him? First, first and foremost, he's not a, he's not a myth. He's a legend. <laughs> I'm here. I, I am a. I am a real thing. There is no. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So if anybody was questioning whether I'm, 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 I'm alive or not, I'm still alive. I'm still kicking, and we was all doing it big time. Don Q, Raz, Danny, Roman, you, me. It was just. I can't even. I can't even fathom the start. I, I remember Raz. He's the one who 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 gave me the outlook. Cause real talk, I was DJing a little bit with my brother Derek, and we and and we started off with these bullshit ass turntables in the basement. And then what had happened was that me and Derek was into hip hop. Then I met Raz, and he showed me a whole nother side of DJing, which was the freestyle, which was freestyle music. So then I was the first one of the first DJs to incorporate the scratching in freestyle you know what i'm saying it was a little faster a little harder but it was nothing it was nothing it was just another phase of djing and i gotta thank my man raz for that straight up and down you know word up listen i think the reason why we were so amazed with what you were doing uh was give me one second was because your your scratching was so live, was so precise. <laughs> Specifically yes. having the 1200s, I recall when I moved from Westbury and I meet, the first person I meet is is Danny Roman, DJ Drone. Right. And then I right, meet DJ Don right. Q, which is Donnie. And then uh, they introduced me to Raz. And then you were the last piece of the puzzle to form Voltron. You understand right. what I'm saying? He said Voltron. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I am talking about. That so, is an awesome analogy. Absolutely. Now, they introduced me to you. Now, at the time, we weren't really physically getting into DJing. We were just... Uh, trying out the waters and finding out, okay, pretty much I think what they were trying to do is is to see if I could get along with you guys. And they brought right. me in. And, uh, hey, this right. is, uh, you know, boom, boom, bow. Hey, I, how you doing? So for about a good week, two weeks, we didn't do nothing, nothing DJing. We just hung nothing, out. Nothing, nothing DJing. We just hung out up at Raz's house. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And then yep. uh, all I did was I, I just sat back. And I just watched you guys DJ. Nobody allowed me to touch the turntables. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I think uh, uh, two weeks after that, I because I, I used to play, you know, to this day, I play guitar. I brought a guitar to Raz's house, and Raz was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, well, you know, I play guitar. And he goes, well, get, the, get the fuck out of here with that shit, man. <laughs> hey, what would you... What are you going to do with that? You know, get the hell out of here. You know know what I mean? And and then, um, you know, one thing led to the, to to another, but then uh, they started to find out that, that I could write songs, you know? And, uh, Oh, and not only can you write the songs, you can sing the songs also. I don't know how much you've told your podcast world about your voice and how, if you didn't make it DJing, you definitely would have made it singing. 
Thank but you, sir. I remember your voice. I remember your voice like it was a jewel in the now. It's one thing to hear people's voices over the radio. And, and and that's simple. Anybody can turn on the radio and listen to anybody on the radio. It's another thing to listen to an individual with your own ears and then hear them breaking down each syllable of each sound the way you did to make a song. Now that's what I heard. I got to hear firsthand with you and also with Donnie. Thank you. With with you with you guys. With you guys, is the way you guys were doing it. It was just so amazing to me, which which made me stick more to freestyle. Thank you. You know what sir. I'm saying? You know that I, I'm, which I'm, made freestyle my my repertoire because of you guys. I'm humble because of you guys. I'm, I'm. It was easy. You know what it was? It was easy for me to scratch. I was a hard DJ, so I had to still. I had 1200s, but I still had to put a penny on top of my needles, <laughs> so my needles wouldn't jump around. Yes. <laughs> That's how hard I was DJing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I mean, you know, I can't I can't thank you enough for what you what you've instilled in me. I appreciate it. I'll never forget it. I'm so I'm so, and, and what Donnie's doing these days with it is ridiculous. You it's know, ridiculous. You're dude. absolutely right. You're and, and, and what yes. Danny is doing is absolutely yep. ridiculous. But let's re, let's rewind a bit, Matt. Rewind a bit. Let, let let's go okay. back to those um those moments that that I want the world to know about. So here I am. I come from Westbury, and then I meet DJ Droman, which is Danny, and then DJ Don Q. Right. And they introduce me, and you know they're all talking about hey Raz, Raz, Raz. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, like, damn, these guys are like bigging up Raz. Okay, cool, man. All right, Raz. And the reason why they were bigging up Raz so much is because Raz had his home was the hub. His home was, yes, it the was. needle. Yes, yes, it was the needle. It was the needle. And his parents and his little brothers, all of it, all together was a part of Raz. You know what I'm saying? And another reason that we didn't click right away i was i was a me and uh me and raz was a grade above you guys if you don't remember you guys were That's back right. in 10th grade we were in the, already in 11th grade when we when you guys were in 11 we were already a senior so you know what i'm saying That's it was right. nothing to us that's right. It, it was nothing to us, dog. It was nothing but love, dog. It didn't, all the, the age separation and the grade separation made no difference, dog. That's we, right. Like you said, we formed a crew and like just like Voltron formed a man. That's right. That's exactly what we did. So that's so, exactly what absolutely. we did. Absolutely. So then we go into this period where you guys bring me in. They, you, uh, Danny and Donnie introduce me into the clique. And then I go to Raz's house. And then I was so amazed that everybody in the crew had DJ equipment. I didn't right. have DJ equipment. All I had was a, a, a piece of shit guitar and an amplifier. But everybody had DJ Yo, but, equipment. But look at what you had. You see, I had turntables. Raz had turntables. To see you show up with a guitar, of course, we laughed about it. Because what you don't know, it's, it's true to this day. What people don't know, they like to laugh at. Because we didn't know how you got down on the guitar. Nevertheless, how you sang. But when we heard you, we was like, oh, okay. Now this makes total sense. This ain't just no geek off the street with a guitar. No, this is 
This is Los. This is the architect doing it. Oh, man. Doing it with the guitar and singing. And this is why, it, 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 to this day, I still haven't heard many live voices like that. And I appreciate you for that. Oh, man, I feel so very humbled for you to say that, man. Extremely humbled. Extremely humbled. All all I remember is the the first, and let me tell you what's important to me, is, right. is when you guys, you know, you guys, we, you didn't sat, you didn't sit me down. All you guys took me aside and you, you guys said, watch, you know, because like I said, my, my family comes from humble backgrounds and the guitar that I got, you know what I mean? I saved up my Christmas money my birthday money and uh you know you guys were specifically you you had the top notch equipment at such a young age and that took a that took a lot of begging i tell you what it wasn't until i could show a little bit of my skills and my scratching skills to my pops so he faulted in and then he went and spent the 1100 no on the 1200 shit tell us about no that story shit. tell us about well, that no story shit. one time I'm downstairs in the basement, and my father comes downstairs, and he goes, you know, you're blasting the whole house. You're shaking down the whole house. I said, well, I w- I'd put the volume down a little bit if you if you could give me some equipment. And he was like, well, what do you got? So with the bad turntables, which I have, which one was an Onkinoff. I don't remember if I'm, if I'm saying the, the name of the turntable right. But one was an Onkinoff, and the other one was some other no-name turntable. And... uh I just showed my father what I could do. And then that's when he was like, you know what? The next, my next birthday, I had the 1200s. And I tell you what, it wasn't because of my grades. And it wasn't because I was a great child. Because I was a pain in the ass to my parents. <laughs> and my grades, and my grades were no good. So it was definitely because of my DJing skills that my father got me these 1200s. Maybe they saw it as a way uh, to get this child out of their house. Wow. Maybe. But. That's the reason they bought me the 1200s. Wow. Well, you know what? And that's how I ended up with the 1200s first. Well, DJ Slam, bless your dad. Oh, having... definitely. And rest in heaven, pops. Definitely big ups, big ups, big ups. Like really, really, truly and sincerely, dog. Bless your dad. You know. For having yes. the insight to recognize a natural talent. Yep. That, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I really, really appreciate you, dog. I don't know if it was talent or, or you know, it was just me messing around. I've never got into it as seriously as you guys did, like the way Donnie and Danny are doing it these days. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing to me, and I, I, I love it. You, I love it. You know, the, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. Go ahead. Well, well, the, the reason why I would say but is because we were, we were, ladies and gentlemen, I, so let, let's go back to that story. So these individuals, we were, we were at Raz's house, Danny's house, uh, you know, Donnie's house. Oh, and, man. and I was just a hey, sponge. Uh, they would tell me, watch me. And I would sit back and I would watch these individuals. And then slowly they would say to me, "Okay, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna start teaching you how to blend." So they would say to me, "Okay, this is the uh, this is the snare, this is the downbeat," and I would say, "Okay." So now what you want to do is you want to time the downbeat with the incoming song, and they would of say to course. me, "Yeah," and they would say to me, "But 
you just can't mix it in the middle of a of a verse. You, no, you have to hit the right the right break. Right, so you would have which, to hit which, the which, break. Which, which with freestyle, which with freestyles, it's hard to do because when they did their breakdowns, they would do a bunch of uh, it would uh, the the beat wouldn't be so on on point. If you go back to a bunch, listen to a bunch of freestyle songs when they actually broke down the song itself, they were actually a little bit off beat, which made it just a little bit harder for us. Right. But we meant, but we managed. You know exactly what I'm talking about when it now, comes to so, that. No, so 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 let's break it down. Which which, ladies and gentlemen, which makes it much more difficult at that time for me to learn because um, nowadays you have <clears throat> software such as Serato where you could see the wave format and you could actually see the downbeat, you could see the snare and you could line it up. But now back then it was all by ear. So you would have all to do by ear. So you would have to do simple things like speed up the vi- the, the vinyl or if not you yep. would, you would pinch the nipple. Could you exp- DJ, yep. DJ, pinch DJ, the nipple? D- Yo, DJ. let me tell you something. You talk you talk to 99 out of 100 people and they think that you're being a devious freak. Mm. Because you're talking about pinching the nipple. We're not talking about pinching that nipple, you guys. We're talking about holding the middle of the turntable just hard enough to slow it down without breaking the tempo. Yes. So that you can blend in the next album. My man. They know what I'm talking about. My man. So they taught me to pinch the nipple. And then my man, I remember this specifically this one time. My man, you know, DJ Droman. Danny Roman, we were after school where it might have been a Saturday. And he says to me, do you know? Okay, have you learned how to phase? And I said, no. And he goes, "Okay, I'm going to teach you how to phase. And he grabs one record and then he grabs another record. Both of them are the same records. And he starts playing them exactly at the same time. And then but, he says, and then you pinch the nipple. Yes. And then he says to me, pinch exactly. the nipple. And then he says to me, pinch the nipple. And I said, what? Yeah. What? What's that? And he goes and he shows me and he grabs the little silver, you know, ring where you put the, 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 the vinyl hole in. And he goes, hey, just press it down. Okay, cool. And it gives you that. And it gave you it almost you a that. robotic sound if you did it right. Exactly. Exactly the sound. Yeah. That's yeah. a great analogy. And then he goes, "Okay, so what happens is he goes, you see now when it when you punch it when you punch it too hard, both of the downbeats are gonna sound they're gonna sound like horses hitting, like horses yep. running." And he goes, "Those will those that's what we call horses." So what that happens is the moment that happens is you grab the vinyl and you lightly pull it to the right to speed it up. And then all yep. of a sudden you're going to hear Yep. Come back together. To come back to the phasing. He goes, "That's fa- exactly. that's phasing." I said, "That's beautiful, man." And I was at that moment I was captivated. I had learned how to blend and how to phase. And then we get into the the situation where now scratching and these individuals within our clique were not masters of scratching. They were they were they were good. They were good, but when we went to your basement where you had the 1200s, all three of us sat there in awe looking at each other like like looking at you like very meticulous like how right. does he do it and you have a very 
signature move, and I don't know if you realize it, but you would lick your fingers. <laughs> you would lick your fingers and you would put it on the vinyl and do some right. spectac spectacular things. Well, actually, I licked my fingers only only for more traction. It, it wasn't for nothing more, more, more than a little bit of more traction. If you over lick them, you'll get you you're gonna slip. If you under lick them, they're not gonna work. But if you do it just right. You'll have the right amount of traction for the right amount of scratches for any amount of scratches that you wanted to do. And I was a heavy DJ. You know what I'm saying? I, I was always, always that heavy DJ. Like I told you, I had to put a penny on the, on the, on the needle because I scratched that hard. I had to learn how to become a softer scratcher. If you could believe that, I learned how to scratch and then learn how to become a softer scratcher. So then it made sense. It was easier and I didn't, I no longer needed the penny. On the needle, you know, DJ so. Slam. That must have taken hours and months of practice. Oh, it took it took it took a couple of months. It took a couple of months. But uh, DJ Raz, we were we, we 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 went through that phase together. Almost basically, we went through that phase together. Definitely, without a doubt. He's the one who got me, uh, believe it or not, DJ Raz is the one who got me into uh, really DJing and really, really looking into freestyle music and, and stop stop thinking all hip-hop. Because all I thought was hip-hop, all I hear was Kid Capri, all these other DJs that were scratching and doing all these things. I thought that's what I had to do to be a DJ, you know? I had to scratch and I had to I had to blend my shit just right, but it, it wasn't all about that either. You know what I'm saying? If you if you phase in and out right, and if you blend it right, and if you scratch just right, because you could over scratch, believe it or not, there's a definitely a thing called over scratching, and DJs to this day still do it. You know what I'm saying? Funkmaster Flex is one of the most famous over scratches there is. No shit. No shit to this day. He still over scratches. Every time I put on Hot 97 that I can listen to it from, from where I'm out in Arizona, I can still tell he's over scratching. Sometimes you don't want all that scratching. Sometimes you want to hear the song. My man. Without all that scratching. My man. You know what you I which, had to learn how to tone it down. My I had man. to learn to tone it down. Thank you for saying that because what I have learned in, in almost a culture of DJing that, that I have almost changed to and adapted to is I'll give a drop at the beginning of my mix and I will if, if yep. I will do maybe two or three scratches within a 60 minute mix and then I'll do maybe three or four loops and then I'll let the I I try to let the entirety of the song play and the reason is is because and I learned this from live events is where I'll in the middle of a song, I'll cut off the third verse because that's the break. Here comes the bridge. Here comes the break. And that's a perfect time for a DJ to say, okay, cool. That's where the break is between the second and third verse. Right. So boom, here comes the break. And then I would, I yep. would slip in the next song as the break is coming in, but it will leave out the third verse. And then a lot of people would say to me, why didn't you let the song play in its entirety? I'll see. What I learned is, is when people hire you for a gig, a lot of the times they want to hear old music. 
that reminds them of their childhood. There's nothing of wrong course. with that. So they want to no, hear no, the, nothing whatsoever. Nothing right. at all. With, there's nothing wrong with right. that. So they want to hear the whole song in its entirety. So what happens with us as DJs when we find a break? That's we we start to salivate because we start to say, "Okay, cool. That's of the perfect course. time for us to mixing mix in the next song because that's the break. We have about four to eight bars. We have plenty of time to mix in the next song. And then people they'll they'll come up and say, "Why why didn't you play the song in its whole entirety?" So I've learned to try to play the whole song and it's very difficult uh, to do that because some songs at the very th after the third verse after the three choruses you don't yeah, have enough time you have limited You're running time. out of time you have limited, You're limited time. on time exactly yes. you have limited time to find a downbeat to, to bring in and to properly, precisely blend in the next track. But we do yep. it. We, we, we make it happen. There are effects <clears throat> that we have within mixers now, specifically with 1200s, a magical of tool that I recall you utilizing many times was just stopping the the vinyl and it would go and then you would pop you would pop another one you were a master at that yeah 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 thank you very much i appreciate that though i didn't i didn't think that i thought i was just djing with my homies i never thought that i was making uh an imprint on anybody's on anybody's way of being so i appreciate you i appreciate you very much Definitely, without a doubt. No, I, I, man, I must, without a doubt, I man. must let you know. We like, gotta get back together. We gotta get back together one of these days. Listen, the uh, the basics. I could sit here and I could tell you were taught from Raz, as far as from my skill set, from Raz, you know, Donnie, Danny. My, the basics were taught from them, but the extravagant, the precision, I attempted to learn from you. Thank you, from thank watching. you, brother. And you learned. You did learn. You learned. You learned well. I remember a couple summers ago, I went out to see you in California. We were doing it in your garage. You're still doing it big time, bro. I've left the game a long time ago. I hadn't touched turntables in forever. Go to your house, and you still got all the, the whole setup. It was like being a teenager again. It, it brought back all kinds of memories, dog. We just sat there in your garage, and we just went blend for blend. And it was just a beautiful thing, dog. And I appreciate you for that, dog. You know the Man, the, I you tell know, you, man, it had been so long. You know, the beautiful thing about that, DJ Slam, is uh, I, t I told my wife, I said, my man is coming. My homeboy's coming from New York. Okay, who's this? I said, yo, this, this is like one of the most epic DJs out of the crew and he, and he lives out now in Arizona and he's coming with his lady and we're going to have a little barbecue. And because I have yep. my DJ equipment inside the garage and that was, you know, to the, to this day, I still utilize it. And then I remember we got some brews, we got some beers, you know, we ate first, we got some beers and you and I, yep. I was like, yo, you want a DJ? And you was like, absolutely. And I yep. said, to, and I said to my wife, I said, watch this. And she was like, what? You know, I said, just sit back and watch this. And we started doing, ladies and gentlemen, blend for blend is when he gets on one song. And once he blends the next song, I get on the turntables and I pick a next song randomly. 
and and I blend it in, whether it's scratching, however we do it, blending. We 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 just went back and forth for like what two or three hours, right? Two or three hours, yes, sir. And yes, then sir. and then we got into freestyling. We just started. We put in you know some Dr. Dre uh, instrumentals, and yep. we just started freestyling. Yep. Like we was back yep. in your basement, <laughs> and that's when you were. That's when you were chilling with that uh, that other dude that showed up to your house. My man, burgers, his burgers. Name. Yeah, burgers. That's who you was rapping with at the time. That's pretty <laughs> dope. That's pretty dope, dog. You know, without now, a doubt. Now let, let's rewind real quick. So you guys teach me how to. You guys were in the middle of you guys teaching me how to DJ, and then I right. recall this this one afternoon, we're at. Danny Roman's house, his room. Let's, ladies and gentlemen, this guy was probably the most spoiled individual out of the whole group because <laughs> the whole top bedroom was his. Was, was his of the, the house? Whole, the whole top floor for the house was his. Yeah, he had his private uh, bathroom. I mean, the, it was huge. Everything. It was Everything, huge. Yep, and he had DJ equipment uh, adjacent to the window. I mean, you yep. you couldn't have it. I mean, listen, this was the pimp pad. This guy was so lucky. And then God yes. bless God bless his father who passed away uh, several yes. years ago. He was such a good, kind of hearted person. Uh-huh. Uh, love him to death. We were there, and um, I wanted to go to the studio. I remember you were there. Donnie was there, and Danny was there, and I had a notebook. And I said, "Hey guys, I want to go to the studio, and uh, this is this is the song I've got." And I I started singing, and as I was singing, I was shaking the notebook. And every time I would sing the lyrics, you would make fun of me. Let me tell you something. Stop, stop for a second. Stop for a second. Let me tell you something. Days may come and days may go. go. Hang on a second. I'm pointing. Let me tell you, I'm sitting here in the hospital bed right now, pointing my fingers the way you used to point your fingers when you used to when you used to sing, my nigga. I never forget it. I never ever. Yo, that's what makes me remember that song is because of the pointing of the fingers. It's not necessarily I remember the lyrics, nigga. I just remember days may come and days may. <laughs> oh man, God, that is funny. That's greatness. That is greatness. Yo, but that was your signature move, dog, and it worked. That's exactly what worked for you, dog. That was that's, probably like that's like, why that's what made it so perfect. That was like me uh when you licked your fingers when you got on, on yep. the twelve inches. Man. Exactly, exactly, Yo, exactly. Listen, we've had so <laughs> many good times. You know, uh so many. I told so many. I, I I listen. I'm sure you 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 have your own stories, but <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell one one particular story, and you might not even remember it. But that's the beautiful thing of of different minds because we all capture right, different right. memories. There was a moment, and then we spoke about it on um, when when I had Danny Jimenez on the podcast, where um, I was working Medium. at United Artist. And okay. all of a sudden we had some, you know, we had some lady friends come over from Freeport, if you can recall. 
<laughs> oh, when we drank? We Are you to... talking about when we drank in the basement? No, no, no. This is oh, no, this okay. is this is at my I house. You talking about Romans, Romans basement, no. and we drank in Romans basement and got that drunk. was another yeah, that yeah, was another time. Up. That was another time. I threw up on that shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> I definitely threw up on her. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> okay, tell us about that time. I didn't know about that. Hey, yo, <laughs> we get yo. You know that yo. It's funny that you say Freeport because Freeport we had these chicks from Freeport and we were trying to be badass so we had mom's alcohol now the specific alcohol at all kind of herbs and spices in the bottle no that was right? my dad like, that was my dad's bottle that was, was my it? dad's bottle yeah it, it was yeah. more like a more like a decorative bottle yes. than a drinking bottle yes and that thing got me so hammered <laughs> that I was like yo I'm feeling kind of fucked up and I turned and I threw up all over the chick <laughs> no, let me tell you the story, man. Let me tell you the story, man. So, the story goes, the story goes is that listen, we had some some uh, some females from Freeport, good people from Freeport. What what had happened was that they had came to my house because my parents were away for thirty days in El Salvador. Right. Right. So we got you. We got uh, you know Jimenez. We got Danny. We got Donnie. And then, you know, they're there. And then uh, you and I, we get into like this, you know, we were just playing. It was nothing serious. But you put me in this chokehold. And then you. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't a chokehold, but like you bear hugged me. Okay. To to the point where you had me in the air and I passed out. And when you let me go, I dropped to the floor (laughs) and my dad had a, a, a deer. He had a deer posted on the the wall with the antler, and when I dropped it, the the deer antler fell on the floor. You remember that? <laughs> the deer, <laughs> the, the deer antler fell on the floor, and then we had um, we had some of my people oh. from Westbury there. One of them was called Rat Shit. I don't know if you remember called you. You remember Rat Shit? You might not even no, remember. No, no, I don't remember. You, but you, that was probably the only time you've ever met him. And Rat Shit, and and the Spanish was like, "Yo, echale saliva." He was like, "Yo, uh, lick the antler and put it back on." And we started cracking up. He was like, "Yo, man, get the fuck out of here, man! You fucking crazy, <laughs> man!" You know? Yeah. It, we, we had so many good. Times, so man. many, so many good times. Definitely, without a doubt. That's like that time we tried to, uh, we tried to do our own version of cops. Do you remember that with Danny Roman? No, and, what happened uh, with Donnie? So, so it was my, it was my car at the time. I had the maroon car that I bought from Raz, the oh, little Skylark. Do you remember, I remember it? that? Yeah, you had okay. like a big speaker and in then, the back. Yes, and Raz had. The video camera. You remember Raz was the first one that was allowed to use his video camera <laughs> yes. when his parents weren't around. Yes. Okay. So we decided we were going to do this version of cops. <laughs> and we're driving around and I see Raz and I, I, I pull up. I, I, I see Donnie and Donnie driving his car. That's when Donnie had the Maxima. Okay. Oh, so the he, white Maxima! He had yes. the white Maxima, yes. And I had the and I had the Buick Skylark, and Danny. And so I'm I'm following him like I was a cop. And then he he gives uh he gives a, a little bit of head, and then right in front of Danny Roman's house, <laughs> he stops and gets out and starts running. And I try to run my fat ass after him. Is what had happened. <laughs> and I couldn't breathe anymore with the problem. 
So <laughs> we went from looking for, we, we went to videotaping our own episode of Cops to I Can't Barely Breathe. It was it was just so great. Like oh, we had so many stories with those, with you guys, man. Bro, remember it was just so great. Remember bro. we we went out to Eisenhower Park in the middle of the frozen and, lake in the snow. In the, oh my god! In the, you know, I never, I'll never forget running down that fucking hill on the way to the stage <laughs> because all of us did it. Did not one of us stand up? We were all sliding, and we got that on video. If Raz, if Raz get out his ass and find it. He had it on video. No way. Us running that day. That day, dog. Because we, we were on stage. We were like, we got you moving. We got you going crazy, baby. <laughs> but now, the reason I remember this so well is because we were all so muddy while we were dancing to that song. Wow. Wow. From falling on the way to the stage. Oh, man. It was great. Damien, um... Yo. What was what was the, the the name of the girlfriend you was you was with at the time? Lisa Beretti. Lisa. Oh my goodness! What was the name of the the dude who was a bouncer across the street that used to have the thirty eight the revolver? Was it Shaka? Chica, Chica, Chica Awula. Oh my goodness, dog! What's Yo, up he with ended him? Up- Yo, I'll tell you what. Two years ago, when I went to New York, he's the head. He's the head security guard of Hempstead School District. No shit. To this day, Chika Chika Uwula, that big old, big old African dude. Yep. No shit. And his shit. father, the reason, yeah, he was a bouncer at 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 at, at, at the club. Paradise. And the reason, and the reason he wouldn't get in trouble is because his father was the ambassador. To the United Nations for Africa. Get the and fuck. And he had, and he had a diplomatic immunity, dog. Get the I've fuck I've seen out of diplomatic here. immunity work firsthand because of that dude. Straight up and down. Wow, bro. bro. Do you remember he used to bounce at our our flag, uh, our flag cl- club, which was uh, yep. Paradise and Oceanside, man. Oceanside, yep. Bro, and he I, was doing sprats on the water for a little bit. Sprats on there, the there water. Was that on that the was like down, down the road, right? Sprats on the water. That was right like down, down the, the road. road, right? Hey, right what was, down what the was, road. What was the name of that spot that we would always go to eat? They had like the the fries. The uh, yeah. So on the way back from Oceanside, we always used to stop by this hamburger spot. They had these waffle fries. You you remember the name of that spot? I do. No, I don't remember the name of that spot. I wish I did. Uh, I remember the spot. I don't remember the name of the spot. Man, that the, the people they made huge and tons of money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're uh, we're back here. We had to do a a two part interview. Um, not a two part, but I guess we had a segue and and come back because DJ Slam currently he's in the hospital and uh, you know. DJ Slam, real quick, just tell the listeners what's going on with you, man. I did not take care of my diabetes, and you know, when you don't, you mess around when uh, when it's simple, simple as diabetes, if you don't stay on top of it, you will get the best of you. It started off as a blister on my foot, and then uh, turned into a boil, then turned into the bone having a having a uh, had to do a bone biopsy. Because the infection got into the bone. That's where we're at right now. Oh, man. So I have to have a surgery tomorrow. 
They're supposed to close me up and they want to go from there. All right, brother. Hey, man, we'll, we're going to be praying for you and, uh, you know, best of luck. And, and you know, we want to see you back on your feet and walking around, you know? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Hey, um, listen, going back real quick and, you know, once again, thank you so much for your time, man. We're going to we're going to uh, try to shorten this up and uh, put the bow on it. But, hey, you remember uh, you, when I got out of high school uh, at the time, I was working at United Artist, and you were able to hook me up with a job. And the name of the place was called Century Carriers. You remember that? I sure do. I sure do. Century Carriers is owned by uh, a really good friend of mine. His name was John Saloni. He was the owner, and uh, and uh, I, uh, I was able to get myself a job there right out of high school. And I did really well there, so I could put anybody on. You know what I'm saying? It would be a job. So Century Carriers was a big part of my life. Yep. I appreciate that, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, we—I remember I used to have to take the train. Uh, what was it in, in Hempstead? And what, what was the spot at, man? Where was it located? We were in uh, West Hempstead at first, and then we were, uh, uh, relocated to Farmingdale. All off the off the uh, off the uh, the one ten I believe it is the one ten out there in Farmingdale. There was and another then, spot uh, though, wasn't it a New Hyde Park or something that they were at for a uh, moment? New Hyde Park is where we were. Yeah, yeah. And, but after that, we moved to more spot. Man, how I long? Did, I, how long did you stay with them, Dean? How long did you stay with them? I was I was with them until ninety nine. Oh, get the hell out of here, brother! Yeah, I was with them until I moved to Arizona. Oh man, uh, do by any chance do you know if the, the company is still up and running? Yes, it is. Man, good for him. Good for him, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Um, to me, it was a good, the only bad things that we had to get up so early to, to catch the train to go out to New Hyde Park. Um, but it, you know, aside from that, it was a sweet gig for me because I sat in the passenger seat. We would deliver. Um, copy machines, printers, copy machines. Uh, toner. And so we would be inside these cube trucks. And because I was a helper, I, I would just pretty much fall asleep on the way, you know, to Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens. Uh, sometimes we would take trips to New Jersey and I would sleep. Yep. I would sleep. They, you know, the driver would wake, would wake me up. Hey, we're here. Deliver the copy machines. And then on to the next stop. And uh, yeah, I remember uh, you were and driving. There was uh, no, uh, there was no, uh, there was no navigation back then. We used maps. Yeah, we had to use that's the. You guys had to use the form. maps. Yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> that's right, that's man. We used maps. I remember um, if it was a Friday, and if we used to get, if we used to have to go to New Jersey. I'd be pissed. Because every Friday we would end up going to Paradise, that club, right? Yep. And you and I know if you had a delivery on Friday and you were going out to Jersey, you weren't getting back till six, six thirty in the evening, you know? Nope. And by that time, the by the time you caught the train, you went home, you took a shower, the the the, the crew was already gone. So you you that was your Friday. You're done. You're not do you're not going out. You're so done. I remember. So I remember uh, telling the driver, Definitely. "Hey man, let's hey, put your foot on it, man. We trying to. I'm trying to get back as soon as possible to go out to the club." And he's like, "Hey man, I'm not catching a ticket." Hey, uh, uh, yep. 
Hey, remember driving the left lane? Nope, not me. <laughs> hey, hey, remember, remember Snake? Yes, I do remember Snake very well. Snake, I remember Snake. That was a that was a, a very very uh, special individual. Hey, look, Snake man. was. I don't know That's why crazy. why this guy. I remember him and Dean and uh, Piggy. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, snake one time we were delivering in Manhattan to Rockefeller center and okay. he, he had put the truck, uh, half of the truck was on the sidewalk and the other half was on the street. And that's how we were able to unload and, you know, get whatever package and, you know, we had to deliver anyways, he forgot that he parked right in front of, in front of a fire hydrant. I, I, you know, at the time, I was unaware. I was asleep, like always. He wakes me up. Hey, let's go. We got to go. Okay. So I wasn't aware that the truck was right in front of a, a fire hydrant. Obviously, when you're in a truck, it's high. You can't see it. And he yeah. <laughs> he drives straight, man, and messes the truck up. And I remember him saying, oh, fuck, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It stayed with the trip. Yeah, but with man. those trucks, if it's right on you, you don't you don't see it at all. I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, because you're you're so so high up, you know. Yeah, well, driving for that company, I marked it on the ceiling every time I had an accident. I think I was up to like two hundred and seventy-two minor accidents. No way. None, yeah, none of them went on. None of them went on record. Man, hey, what I was, remember. Like, little uh, cab, little. I remember uh, you started off in in the small cube, right? Yep, and ended up in the in the twenty six footer. Man, hey, whatever happened to Dean? Man, he was a cool cat. Yeah, I have no idea what happened to Dean. Man, I hey, wish I knew. Hey, how's um how's your brother Derek doing, man? Big shout out to Derek. He's he was doing really good. He's doing really good. He has his own business out here in Phoenix. No shit, and, man. Uh, yeah, he has his own appraisal company, so he's doing really well. That's dope. He used and to he's be doing big things there. That's dope. If you have a you know who he has a, a lot of deals with is uh, if you if you Google um you can Google uh what's this guy's name is Derek's good friend's name is um Doug Doug Hopkins mm. and Derek does a lot of work with Doug and Doug is a down to earth millionaire that's cool. millionaire that's cool yeah, man yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Derek so used to down, be down he used to be our go to guy every time we we would have to uh put a system in our vehicles. Oh yeah, the vehicle definitely. Yeah, man, he definitely. Would, uh, he, yep, he would definitely take care of us, man. But uh, hey, DJ Slam, listen, I don't want to keep you on the phone too much longer. I know you're laid up in the yeah, hospital. Yeah, I got a, I got a nurse, I got a nurse here. I'm trying to be absolutely, be man. In the for now, so absolutely, I same. totally understand it. No. Uh, but listen, I totally man. understand it. Yeah, but listen. Um, but thank you for everything. Nothing but love, Papa. Nothing hey, but love. Thank you for everything I and all the help that, that you've given us, brother. I appreciate everything. All right, man. Anytime, much love. Dog, much I'm love, happy. and we'll pray much for you, brother. Love, we'll, I'll, I'll call you tomorrow, see how you're doing after the surgery, brother. Hey, thank you very much, dog. Much love to you and all your listeners and everybody out there listening, dog. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Chapter 59 with DJ Slam. Thank you so much. I love you guys. DJ Architect. Architect.